my calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Sanch. And as always, I am joined by... Max. That's the way you say my name all the time. You just go, Max. 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 Yeah, say Max. <laughs> um, welcome back. We are... Uh, actually, this is episode 40, right? Yes. Yes, we're episode forty. We we've reached the mile. You know what's funny? There's a bunch of other shows that <laughs> when if they've done a year podcast, like they've been doing it for a year, their their higher their count is higher. And I realize I'm like, oh, our count's really low. <laughs> we're not that high for having a, a year over podcast, but it's all right. We've been um, we're just you know twelve, thirteen weeks behind. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> let's see 88 miles yeah freaking yeah because i did last episode episode 39 ladies and gentlemen uh that was the the solo cast i did that as an experiment so i thought oh you know um so we wouldn't miss a week because last week i had finals and everything and it was just it was a tough situation but um you know like i said in that episode just check it out ladies and gentlemen I was I was listening to it this morning and I was just thinking the whole time I was like I wonder what people were thinking driving up next to you. Nah, it was it was that late at night, so that was the the oh, awesome okay. part. But then again, even if they would just assume I'm on the phone, I guess because How did you record it. That's what I was wondering. I had the 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 Zoom mic and I just held it on 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 my lap like the way I would my cell phone. So that was the one thing because I was just like, well. When I'm driving, it would look like as if I'm talking on the phone. Like, I'd do the same. It would be the same. So I'm like, even if somebody were to look over at me, it wouldn't matter because they'd just probably be like, ah, he's on the phone because that's what I do anyway. So I'm like, oh, I think this would work out. Like, if it were... When Bluetooth came out, all the crazy people were like, yeah! When YouTube came out? No, when Bluetooth came out. Oh! All the crazy people that would talk to themselves in the car were celebrating. Yeah. I don't look crazy anymore. <laughs> yeah, because see, crazy. that's the thing. Like, I, you know, way back when, it's like, yeah, like if you were just like, if if someone looked over and they saw your lips moving and all this and that, they would assume like, ah, that person's singing. Ah, what a loser. Right. In which people still do that today, but now you could kind of get away with it because it's just like, oh, it just it's so like second nature now. It just looks like you're talking on the phone. So people don't really question it as much as they used to. So that's how I got away with it. Because if it wasn't for this age now that we're at, people would just be like, look at that crazy guy talking on the phone. So that's how I got away with it. So if anybody pulled up to me, even which, like I said, I'm on, because I was just coming home from work. That's all I was doing. I had it with me and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, and I had like, I had the Zoom mic in my backpack and I had not taken it out from earlier in the week. So I had it on me, and I'm like, you know what? I should just record an episode. It's going to take me a while to get home. so, And that's why I ended up doing it, cause just only because I had it on me in my backpack because I was using it earlier in the week for school. 
Um, so yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Uh, episode uh, thirty nine. Uh, this is the solo episode. I gave you guys three episodes. I gave you the first one. We did uh, the Monster Squad with me and Renata. We ended up talking about Monster Squad. The next episode after that, thirty nine, was where me and Max uh, talked about. Uh, Double Dare and March 80s March Madness, in which we're going to get into that right now uh, because we're at the tail end of it. Um, so yeah, and then my episode, episode 39, in which I'm I'm gonna try to see. I would love to have everybody do a solo episode, so it'd be awesome for Renata to record a solo episode and have Max <laughs> because we all have GarageBand on on our freaking computer. So I figure, you know what, Max, he's gonna do. A whole episode just talking his love for 80s and everything. Because that's the thing, Max. We we haven't really had that episode where you. it's just you. You know, me and Renata, you know, had that episode. But because it's right. been a long stretch, you know, we've gained new fans. So it would be kind of like, all right, you know, and it would be cool. Like, that's why I'm like, all right. So I'm going to talk to Renata. She'll have her solo episode. We'll have Max. Not sure when we will post these, but for sure. Um, I'm just laughing because my wife always says you never, like, can finish a complete thought. And I'm just always like onto the next thought. Oh, dude! Well, that's gonna be sentence. funny. <laughs> so like, I'm just gonna be like, it's just gonna be a mess. That's why I was laughing. Like, I could just imagine, like, you know, I would probably talk like about eight different topics in one breath. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, you don't even like like the episode. It's gonna end up going like five hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the and, I, and then at the end, it'd be like. Where, where am I? What am I even doing? You're like, what was I talking about? What is this show again? <laughs> All right. So so for sure, like I said, Max, he's going to be discussing his 18 million topics all up coming up. So, yeah. But for now, we're going to be doing movies. We'll still be talking movies. Um, but before any of that, um, got to give out some shout out. Alright, uh, our first shout out uh, has to go to Senor Max, just because he's Max, he's awesome. <laughs> he's been uh, he's been our, our, our huge uh, guy that's been going on our Instagram, but for creating that March Madness, I think that was really creative on our end, so it was awesome. He, he's the guy that put it together, so that shout out for all of you who are, who are wondering, like, oh, who did that? This is our boy right here, Max, this guy right here, man, put it together. And all of that. It was fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was like my Monday ritual. So yeah, it was cool. I I still need to post that on Brothers Bear. Um. So yeah. So so for sure. Um. Got to give it up to to Max. And um, if you guys are love this show, you love us, you you, you enjoy our comedy or whatever, and this and that. We also have uh, go check it out. We also have a, a, a second podcast that's more about everything current geek and just comedy. And it's the brothers bear podcast. I give shout outs to a lot of other shows, but, uh, uh, gotta give out, you know, to the main shout out to what really got this show started was the brothers bear podcast. So if you're, if you're a geek, you love all things geek. Um, we have many episodes for you. We have a ton, um, so yeah, so go check out uh, the Brothers Bear podcast. Um, you could also actually watch us live every Monday night. Go to irantradio.com, click watch live, and you could actually watch us live at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, and you could join in on the fun. You could watch us, this and that. Uh, want some 88 shout-outs, I'll, I'll give them out, you know. So yeah, so so check us out uh, from there. But yeah, so that's all I got. Uh, you got any shout-outs? Actually, I do want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to your work. 
your work because what? I was at your work. Oh just... yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tell me about. It. I, I, so, you know what? Do you I was want me so to say tired. the name of it? Or no? Uh, no, I don't care. I, I brought it up many times before. Oh, okay. it doesn't matter. So you work at Rainforest Cafe, and the whole and and the whole thing is you know jungle theme. Yeah. And I you know uh, I went with my sister. This is all at Disneyland. So I went with my sister. She had to re, uh, renew her pass because it expired that day. Yeah. And if it lapsed, then, you know, you have to pay more. So whatever. So it was just my sister's birthday. So I said, all right, let's, uh, you just want to go to um, get dessert or whatever. So I was like, oh, let's go to Rainforest Cafe. That's fun. Sanch works there and stuff. So we're going there, dude. And we get this giant volcano thing. Have you had one of those? Yeah, yeah, of course. Dude. Dude. That is like diabetes on a plate. <laughs> Cardiac arrest is right there. But what it is, it's like three big old brownie cake things that are like leaned up uh, horizontal, no, vertically. And there's ice cream. And then my favorite point, my favorite part is when they bring it out. There's like four people, and they go. Just randomly, right? They just start yelling. So I was catching on, and whenever some, because it was a Friday night, so everybody had these freaking things on. And it doesn't matter whether it's your birthday or not. Once the volcano comes out, mm-hmm. you scream. So I was, I got into it, and I was embarrassing my wife and my sister, and I was like, ah! and I was louder than the guys were, you know, and people were looking at me, but I was, I was getting into the atmosphere, man. That was, <laughs> I, you know what? I would work there just so I could scream all the time. Like, that would be my, my uh, my position would be the <laughs> official screamer. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be all like Tarzan. I would just come dressed up like Tarzan. Well, it technically, tell- it's not just going, ah, ah, it's saying volcano. That's no. what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. You're saying volcano. That's actually what it is. Cause it's, that's not what I heard, man. Well, I don't know what you heard, but that's actually what they have to do. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter is. because they were definitely just going, ah. Nah, they you, you, all you heard was the after part, the volcano. Probably. Yeah, like um, yeah, that's what it was. Because that's what it's funny too. Because sometimes if I'm over there in the kitchen, like I'm grabbing uh, something to drink or whatever, I'll hear I'll I'll see somebody carrying the volcano, like the big old brownie ice cream, you know, uh, freaking deliciousness of goodness right there, and and they'll they'll say, hey, I need some yellers. Um, anybody, you know, I need yellers. Um. And it's just because, like, they need somebody to go out there. Because when they walk out, they need to have – they always have to yell volcano. They're, right. they, they're, they'll get in trouble if they literally just walk out and they just serve you the volcano. Because it's a $15 dessert, dude. Yeah, you they better have, have something. Yeah, they, ha- they have to yell. That's what's hilarious. So that's why he's like, I need yellers. I need – you know, and then that's when, like, our, like someone who isn't serving a table right at that moment, like, oh, I'll help you in this and that. So no well, matter what – like, when I was seeing it, I was like, man, like, here we go again. Like, I bet you it gets old real fast. I be- well, yeah, you think about it, dude. Like, in, in every job, you're like, oh, come on. Like, it, I guess it can, you know, it, it for them. It, I don't have to deal with that. But whenever <laughs> I've gone in the past, like, I don't go as much, hardly ever. But in my early days, when it wasn't as expensive, um, my buddies always wanted to go. So we would go and we would always order a volcano. So... But we don't go anymore. They're always like, oh, they raised the price of the ribs. They're not the same. Mm. They're like 27 bucks now or something like that. They used to be like nineteen ninety nine, So it's kind of well worth it. But um, yeah. So if you, if, if you have a coworker you don't like, just tell me when they're working. And I'll bring, you know, 
the 20 or 30 youth that I work with and all order volcanoes and each one they have to, you know, yell <laughs> volcano. So oh, you tell dude, me. Imagine. Yeah. But all, all I would do would be like, you would be, I would be like hating on you. Be like, ah, oh, now we got to deal with all these kids right here. Like, <laughs> so it actually wouldn't help me in any way. <laughs> um, cool. That was my shout out though. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, so there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our shout outs. All right. So, um, you know, before I know you wanted to comment about, um, or you know what? No, nah, let's just do that. Let's just comment about, uh, you said you heard the episode, but you brought up something through text, but you're like, you know what? I want to save it for the show. So yeah, bring it up because it also, I mean, I, it, it kind of relates to this movie, but to me in a, in a way, but, um, go on, uh, talk about, cause you like what you said in text earlier. Right. So what we were talking about, um, well, Sanchez was talking about remakes and how he's like, you know, with remakes and reboots, he understands it. And he was saying like, and I'll do your voice. I don't understand uh, why that ruined your childhood. That's a terrible imitation of your voice. But <laughs> um, uh, it was it was an imitation of me doing somebody saying right. that and you were doing an imitation of that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it just bombed. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, so I know, like, it was just interesting hearing your perspective. I think we've talked about it, but not in that length before. Yeah. Like, in conversations we just have hanging out and stuff. But kind of where I stand with the reboot and remake is, you know, I don't like it. It's just right now, like, I'm looking at all the summer movies. They're all sequels or remakes. And it's just, like, there's no creativity in the blockbuster movies, you know? Um, not to say there's a lot of great indie movies right now. And I think that's what's kind of cool right now is that because there isn't as many creative um, movies, you see the indie movies like really shine right now. Um, I saw a really good one that was from last year called The Kings of Summer and stuff. And I have Boyhood. I've had Boyhood on Netflix for like two weeks now on DVD. I just that's a freaking three hour movie. I don't yeah. know where I'm going to fit a three-hour movie in my life. You know, it's just like you really have to strategically watch that. But kind of where I stand, it's like, you know, you're talking about the Ninja Turtle. It's like as a fan, especially when it's talking about nostalgic and childhood memories and stuff, when you see a, a movie company take something, you want them to take as much care with it as you would. You know, like the Smurfs. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Alvin and the Chumpmunks, they are just, you know, cashing in to just get a quick buck. And it's frustrating, I think, for the fans. And the reason why, I mean, I understand your point where you're saying, you know, you still have that memories, which is true. Like, that will not be, that will never go away. But you still have this connection, like a friend, you know? And it's like seeing the Ninja Turtles um, and seeing freaking Megan Fox as April O'Neil. It's like, no. Because you just know it's going to be bad. And I think that's where, like, kind of the fanboys, they get all... And, and it can get pretty ridiculous, and it can get, like, really bad. But you want to see your franchise, because those are, like, part of you almost. Like, those memories, you know, they're almost, like, they're part of Little Max. You know? Like, that's what I think of. Like, the Ninja Turtles are all, like, Little Max. Yeah. So I just want the movie studios to take care of what we love so much and not just, you know, half-ass it and just, you know... We'll put whatever we put on there. See, it makes me wonder, though, as you being, a, like, a, an actual, like, little kid watching the new Ninja Turtles, 
that's the one thing that questions. It's just like, well, how would little us would have liked those movies? Because kids, like, enjoy certain things more than we would, you know? So that's why it's like you're saying, oh, well, little Max. But it's like, well, do you think little Max would have probably... And you, I mean, we can't answer that, obviously. Right. You could assume... I probably would like but, it. I'd like the Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> see, there you go. The third one is, like, the, the considered the worst. So that's that's where you, it's like you stand. It's just you're kind of... Uh, you're like, oh, well, it's like Little Max. Now, you now, obviously, like, this is garbage. It's like, oh, it's destroying, you know, everything. But like I said, at the same time, it's like, what's stopping you from continuing enjoying the original Turtles, the cartoons and, like, part one, two, and I guess part three, or even the fourth one, because the fourth one was actually, honestly, was really well done. Um, the, 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 the animation the, one? The CG one. Cause yeah, that, that was that, really good. That was I enjoyed an, that a lot. That that one honestly, like I, because it's more, it's literally a part four continuation of all the films. That's why I love just done in CG, and that was the thing they were having trouble like trying to make a live action. No one wants to, so like, all right, let's just do CG, and it it was not bad at all. But I mean, there's been so many different takes on the turtles that we've seen on on camera. But you know, I'm not gonna try to talk much about the the turtles right now because it's like we want to do devote a whole episode to the turtles. So I'll just start going back to the remake talk. Um, but you kind of like messed up your like argument a little bit because you started complaining about the fact that like, dude, Boyhood, how am I gonna fit three hours? It's like that's an original film right there. But you're complaining because you're like, you're not even gonna watch it. But and that that's the I issue am with- gonna watch it. That's, that's just dedication. That's the, no, I, you know? I want to. The reason why I want, I don't want to do it in parts. I want to like my whole thing is when I watch a movie, I'm not gonna do it in parts because a movie was made yeah. to be seen complete. Like even if it's on cable and I've seen the movie and it's five minutes in, I'm not gonna watch. But it. you haven't that's seen the- Boyhood, correct? Right? Boyhood. Oh, I haven't. Okay, so if you had the option right now to watch Avengers two or Boyhood, which would you watch? Would you watch the sequel or an original film? That's not fair because I'm no, a nerd. First. No, right now. I know you're a nerd, but you're talking about originality and sequels, and you're like, oh, there's nothing. You know, they're just rehashing everything. It's like Avengers 2 is a sequel. Okay, but- well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to the 80s. This whole Ghostbuster thing is so stupid to me. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. They're making a, a cinematic universe for the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, this is so dumb. See, but it's- here's the thing. For the longest time, we haven't... Look, the second film wasn't even that good. If you think about it, the first film is the only good film. But why right. Why do we love the first film? Honestly, it's because it's like everybody who was behind that film was at their prime. But after that, it's just like, you know, the only one who was smart about it was Bill Murray. Like, you know, because the second one he did, he's like, all right, I'll do it. But then you could, I don't know, when you watch that second film, you could tell, like, Bill Murray's kind of doing it just for a favor. Like, at certain scenes, he kind of just doesn't seem like, whatever. But, like, as later on, that's why he kept saying no, because it's like, no, like, it's not going to work out in the sense of, like, if he saw a good script and all that, but... You know, Dan Aykroyd, it seemed like he wasn't really writing anything well that was like, oh, we're going to pull That's this That's what I'm off. saying. It's because they just wanted to get cash in and get the money. No, Dan Aykroyd just has a love for this movie. Well, freaking Dan Aykroyd's crazy. You know? That and, is a fruitcake. <laughs> you know, it's like he believes in actual... Like, that's how this came out because he and him and his brother like they believe in ghosts and all this and that and that's it's really how (laughs) ghostbusters so his craziness is what started ghostbusters so we kind of have to thank that but like i said it's just like even then it's just like all right they got these new ghostbusters for me it's just like all right if it sucks it sucks who cares like 
you know, it's I'm it, my Ghostbusters is still gonna be there. I just bought it on Blu-ray. I'll still watch Ghostbusters. If it fails, it fails. It's like it, that's why it doesn't affect me at all because I I'm in a maybe if I were younger, it would probably be a different because like I said, it it happened with the next I mean the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid. That's how I felt. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, yeah. Like, you know what? It's like in Hollywood. like, And especially at that time frame and kind of now, the only reason why there's so many re- reboots, remakes, and everything is because it's not Hollywood. You know, and um, I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. But it's not like, oh, you know, let's just make a quick buck. And honestly, it's because theaters aren't aren't like they're not making a lot of money anymore. Like, everything is so about home video uh netflix all this and that and like shows like even television that's why a lot of these big movie stars are doing tv shows because there's so much in doing a television show back when it was beneath an actor to be like i'm not gonna be on a tv show like once they started doing movies boom that's why they would leave tv shows and now it's just like whoa it seems like everything's all about tv because uh, with hollywood it's just like they're like okay we're afraid to invest money to create an original film because what if it doesn't hit all right well you know what let's just do something that's already made money at least we could have a safe bet it's it's a franchise that exists people know this so let's bring a new audience and that's why they do so many reboots and remakes and when they started like cashing in on those they're like hey it's working out for us so then they continue doing it because it's like even now 2014 like the ticket sales were like an all-time low you look at all those the best picture nominees the ones that were if you look at all of them even though they're they were like original films still like american sniper was based off of a book you know um though even then like those films right they're not original screen you know, or anything like no, that no like some but of like, them like yeah they're adapted from stuff but even like i see those differently from like like a remake or something like that or a reboot because it's just like even films i, I always use this as an example mrs doubtfire was based off of a book and we all love that movie so it's kind of like well if people are getting mad about certain books being made it's like no it's just easy because it's like we're adapting it, you know. You know, Harry Potter, you know, came from. Yeah, that no, world. I mean, there's there's a difference between adaptations yeah. and totally original, and they have two different. Yeah, that's what I was like, trying to or, say. Like, that's why I'll, I I separate the two. But when yeah. it comes to like, oh, like, hey, you know, here's here's this movie. Okay, let like for instance, let's talk RoboCop. I have yet it's on Netflix now, the remake. So I want to. I want to see it. I'm so <laughs> curious to watch it. I just never got around to watching it so when bad. it was out, but. It's just like they were like, all right, let's let's try to do a movie. So the studio, especially the heads, are like, look, we got to stay afloat. We got to make money. People aren't filling the seats anymore. Okay, well, if or if we have an original idea, original script, or are we gonna give them something at least they know, but for a new audience? Well, let's go down that route, and that's what happens. Because whenever every now and again you'll get an original idea. It would fail at the box office. I mean, you know, Disney decided to adapt freaking John Carter. And it was their one of their biggest flops of all time. Like, And it sucks because it was just like, yeah, they, no, I, there was no John Carter movie ever. But then that's where Disney's like, well, the hell with this. Let's just stick to stuff that we know. Let's make another Pirates movie. Right. It's made right. money before. And that's 
that's the issue of Hollywood. It, it and really remakes and reboots shouldn't really be blamed on Hollywood. It should be blamed on the audience because they're not going out and seeing it. They're not going filling the seats. They'd rather bootleg it and steal it than go out. So we're hurting ourselves. It's why ticket prices are so expensive now because people were freaking you know we're, we're bootlegging so they have to make money somehow mainly they make their money off of like concession stands and stuff like that but even then i walk in and i don't take in like if that like i'm gonna take myself some kit kats or something you know um all right but put it this way okay we just had our, our uh march madness right 88 march madness yeah all yeah. those movies they're not sequels they're all original yeah. you know what i mean like, if we were to do that right now in the 2000s, it would be mostly, like, remakes or something. But, like, what I'm trying to say, it's, like, when you're when you're stuck doing just remakes and reboots, then you don't have those Back to the Futures. You're not leaving room for a new Ghostbusters. You're just trying to live off the past, and, yeah, you'll make money, but yeah. what are, where are those new classics going to be? These movies aren't classics. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I mean, I, I agree with you. With that, that is true because you're you're you are right. Like when we think about it, like let's look at that whole list right now. The whole entire list of everything you got, like you know, freaking Back to the Future. I mean, well, I guess Stand by Me is the only one. It's kind of because it was adapted from something, but like Back to the Future. But, but it's not a movie. It wasn't. No, you know. I, I know it wasn't a movie, but still, it was cre- it, it existed beforehand. But like Breakfast Club, it didn't zix, it exist in any form whatsoever. That was just Hughes writing, you know. E.T. Uh, e. Likewise, you know, like so. There's all these other movies from that whole list. Um, hey, wait, no, The Thing was a freaking remake. Yeah, but it was yeah, but it was completely different. But yeah, I will give you that. I, I get it was different, but yeah. it was still a remake. So we there was yeah, one on there. By, yeah, by technically me. there was one on there. But aside from that, there was a lot of originals. Okay, when we talk about those movies you're you're so correct on it oh this it's a classic this is a classic you know and then when we want to talk about like when we're old men and we'll be like man remember those films when we were in like our 20s that we watched and then at that point we're gonna be like trying to like be like oh yeah that film and it's gonna be far and few between where they're classics or they'll be remakes i mean now it'll be harder i guess more so i think a lot of the indie movies will be recognized but you're not gonna see like that being part of pop culture. Like, I think one of the best movies that have, that have been made in the last decade or so is Life of Pi, you know? Mm. But you're not going to see no pop figures of freaking Life of Pi or anything like that, yeah. you know? It's like, can't really get behind there as far as, you know, geekdom. No one's going to cosplay yeah. as Richard Baca or yeah. anything like that, you know? So it's just, I don't know, <laughs> it's interesting. I think, honestly, TV right now, it's the it's the way it's going. Everything is being heading heading towards TV because you have a better shot of doing more original content on television. Because if you notice, one of the things that is like this is what happens. It, it's all about supply and demand, and and there is a time frame where it's like people loved uh, reality shows at one point. They're right. like, oh, Survivor and this and that. So then the studios saw it as in like, look. More people are going to the movies than watching TV. We need we need to fill. We needed people to be watching more shows. It's That's like, when the writers' strike happened. Yes, and then so they're like, at this point, I was like, what do we do? What's cost effective on our end? What can we create? And then people love easy reality TV. It's the cheapest thing ever, and you you don't even though there's still writers and stuff, it's not the same, you know. And then boom, 
next thing you know, everybody was watching reality TV. So the so they were the studios were like, hey, this is what people want. So there was a whole like surplus of freaking reality TV shows everywhere. Now, if you notice, it's rare, dude. Like the the only like when you think about reality TV, a lot of it are competition shows, you know. Yeah, but hilarious. even then, like. It's not the same anymore, you know? It's just stuff that's lasted. Like, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars, they have their fan base, you Dude, know? I just remember, like, during the writer's strike, I think the, like, the epitome of worse TV was, remember Mr. Personality? No, what's was, that? It... <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm looking so that up right now as you talk. Just like, it was just like The Bachelor, but all the dudes had masks on. And it was this, it was called Mr. Personality. So this like hot blonde chick was picking all these dudes based off of, um, oh, just of course, had to be Fox, right? Yeah, of course. But it was so funny, dude. Um, dude, just the, they the look mask. like the man in the iron mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Personality, dude, this is terrible. Wow. So bad. Like, I just remember, I think I watched it the first time, but. And then I just remember, like, the girl, like, once the guy she picked, she, like, like made a grimace or something. Like, she didn't like him. She thought he was ugly or something. But so funny. So it defeated its purpose of finding uh, someone that was all about personality. They, they kind of look like Shaq in the movie Steel. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, dude. It does look like that. It's like that. It's like the Steel mask combined with, like, Maximus. Gladiator. If they had a baby, that this is the mask. Oh man, dude, that's freaking hilarious! Oh, that's the greatest thing ever. I love this thing. Mr. Personality. Oh, Mr. Personality. I just found the images. <laughs> we make that. Let's just say that. Oh Watch. man, yeah. See, and that's what happened. Like, what was this? Was this early two thousands? Probably. I God. think so. Mr. Personality, dude, it's so freaking dumb. But I would say this. Well, I guess it's two thousand three. Um, I think as I sum it up, it's like, okay, there's a really good, I'll, I'll use Ghostbusters and I'm, I'm, uh, anticipating it being a bomb. Okay. Just the third one. So you have a really, it's like having a really good appetizer in, um, Ghostbusters, right? Mm. It's like, mm, this appetizer is so bomb. I can't wait for, you know, the rest of the meal. And then, like, the entree is like, hmm, it wasn't as good as the appetizer. It was still kind of good. And then you get the freaking dessert. You're like, this is garbage. Mm. You know? It's like, that. that's how I feel, like, sometimes with these, like... And, and I realize that you can't... You, to have a trilogy and they're all equally good, that's fine. But it's just, like, when I heard the Ghostbusters, like, the girls, one thing, okay. But then, you know, freaking Chris Pratt and Channing Tatum or Tanning Tatum or whatever the frick his name is. Channing Tatum. I always mix it up. So, and then that's like, is that is that needed? We already have the girls. Like, they're going to make a multi-universe Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah. And they're, I'm just waiting for the Cholo Ghostbusters. Like, they're just... <laughs> <laughs> There'll probably you know, be one. I can guarantee there will be a ghetto one, but not I doubt a Cholo. Would that be so funny? Like, that would be funny. It would be funny because how bad it is. It'd be like Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, like, uh, damn. <laughs> And that look at that that made money a bunch of and they're like they're chasing the chipucabra or something like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it's a kukui <laughs> well hey speaking of that did you were you a fan of the x-files oh i heard about that yeah, yeah. they're coming back for like six episodes see that's and awesome. that's what's cool that's like it seems like a like see that's what i would rather see you know in all reality okay 
I guess see, you know you were kind of talking sequels and remakes, but how would you f- how would you have felt if if they actually did just do a Ghostbusters three but with the original cast? That would be awesome. Okay. Like that, it, but but I don't want a movie. Like it, it would be cool if it or like if it was like what what uh, Pee Wee's doing like on Netflix. Let's not make it so big, you know. It's like because if it's for the fans, the fans will see it. You don't have to put in wide release because that's. That has never worked. Well, it, it seems worked. like that's the route we're going right now. And I'm telling you, because of TV... Look at Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, no. that's, 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 to me, that's that's the perfect example. You don't want these things to be Dumb and Dumber 2. Because you can't make movies that were based off of the glory. Like, in what it was awesome because Ghostbusters was all the 80s. It was 80s comedy. It was 80s culture, 80s vibe, music. Not really, because it was so early 80s. You know, it was well. I mean, like the music, the hair, the hairstyle, even the ghost-looking, the the special effects. It was totally eighties. Well, you yeah, know? but it, you don't really feel eighties because it's like I mean, I don't know because it's in New York City. I guess in certain aspects you do, but like so, Gordon Weaver's hair in it—that's totally eighties. <laughs> because when I see that movie, I don't really picture. I don't think eighties. I just you know that's what I like about certain films. You could watch them. And you right. don't you don't see eighties like you don't That's really true. like where it's like for instance if you watch like most of like not all but like John's Hughes films like you just reek, see reek of eighties yeah exactly like just it's like especially if you watch like even even one of the number one characters that people always talk about but if you if you look at Ducky that's eighties dude that's yeah. right there pretty and pink it's like boom that's eighties but then if you look like at characters where like you know like. All, you know, all the Ghostbusters. Look at them. They don't. They don't dress eighties. They don't look eighties. Even all the characters. I guess they change in time. Yeah. And that's what I like was when you could watch a movie, and they don't really like. Oh, okay. It's just it, they look normal, like fine. It's like all right, you know. And then you watch other films. Like if you look at Vacation, you know, you see the kids, and especially like even Clark and all that. They're wearing like short shorts, you know. And it's just like. All right, now I feel like even uh, okay. Yeah, I get it's an '80s film, but just the style of dress. But there are certain films where you're like, all right, they don't, you know. It's just it's hard to see movies like that. But Ghostbusters is one that I just don't feel the '80s really, minus the soundtrack, obviously. Right, right. But what I'm saying, they're not like all like you know like oh you know '80s you know radical and this and that. Right. You know, Pee Wee Herman had that. You know, Pee Wee Herman, even though Pee Wee Herman was a caricature. On the outside of Pee Wee, he sees all the biker guys, and they're all cool, and then freaking, even the little kid says that damn word. That's what I thought about it right now. He's like, radical, you know? Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess in conclusion, okay. where, do you, where, do you, where do you stand on, on sequels and reboots? I, like I said. Just, I have, just a sentence. Just a sentence long. Again, uh, no issues with it, because as horrible it would be if, if it, it just flops or whatever, and it's garbage the original still exists and I could always watch the one that I loved. Where I stand is, okay, I don't prefer it. You know, try to be creative, go another route. But if you do do it, do it take justice. some time with it. Do it justice. Don't, you know, have, be true to the to the original, but also uh, do your best to make it your own thing. I think the best people <laughs> to do this is J.J. Is Abrams with Star Trek. He, he, in, in my book, that's like the best reboot. So, that's where I stand. Right on. All right, awesome. Okay. All right, now, I just really quickly want to talk about the final, the final, yeah. 
ultimate, not final four, not no, right away the final. <laughs> That's perfect. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the final of 80 March match. So we have, and I'm shocked. We, we talked a little bit about this, but I was like all busy at work and everything. But I was shocked at this, that the final two films right now from the whole March Madness, all the whatever they're called and everything, freaking, I don't know. But the seeds. Yeah, all the seeds and, you know, <laughs> and we're left with, obviously, it's like, okay, I wasn't surprised by the obvious choice, Back to the Future, right? right. We got Back to the Future, but the one that I was shocked was freaking Stand By Me. Like, yeah, wow. me too. I'm all the the fans voted, and you guys, that's the final film. So, obviously, if I have to choose, be Max, I gotta say, what you wrote, honestly, like, that's why Shout Out went to Max, because what he wrote, it was just awesome, like, exactly what he said. And, and that, I, I see that to be true. It's like when you, when you start talking about, like, those movies about, like, you know, being a kid and growing up, those coming, coming out of age movies, Stand By Me is one of those huge movies that always comes up on list, you know? And it is. It's, it's, it's really good, you know? Um, so, and then you got, like, Back to the Future, freaking just the original. And then, yeah, to mix sci-fi and comedy at that time, to put that that much in. I mean, it's freaking awesome, you know? So, I, my pick, obviously, is Back to the Future, but I'm so curious as to see where this is going to go, you know? it. Who knows? It just it matters if the fans vote. Yeah, well, I wanted the Goonies <laughs> to go all the way, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was surprised. Well... You know, it was Stand By Me and Ghostbusters had the exact same vote count. Yeah. And, like, in that situation, you know, that's where the seating matters. So because Ghostbusters was seventh and Stand By Me was third, it goes to Stand By Me since they had the higher rank. So, um, yeah, no, I, I already know where it's going. I I think Back to the Future is going to win. But yeah. we'll see. There's still – I and, and I extended it. You know, it's like ten days rather than seven days. So basically, it's till the end of March. But yeah, you know, because it's like that was the, the toughest part was that because yeah, the Goonies was going up against Back to the Future that it was right. almost like forget it, it's gonna, you know. But who never who knows? It could have been a huge upset, you know. I think it was eleven to five. Mm. So back, I mean, back to a lot of people love Back to the Future. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you know inspired this whole freaking podcast basically. So it's just, it's one of those classics that I, it's it's going to be interesting when we're old where we're Back to the Future lands. You know, is it just going to be like one of those like old films or like like on the waterfront? You know how like everyone loves on the waterfront, but it's like kind of like our generation or lower. It's kind of like what's that? You know, yeah. but I I could, I could see it still being like part of just pop culture for years and years. Yeah, so. same here. Yeah. Um, well, there you, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Go vote. Go to our page, our Instagram page, or even our Facebook, Facebook Twitter. Yeah, and then we're, I'm posting on Brothers Bear, but that's where we want you to go. Go there. Just vote on who you want. Either Stand By Me or Back to the Future. Um, yeah, go vote. And that's and then, of, of course, we're, uh, we're already planning for April. Um, we, we decided... Uh, we had talked about this a few episodes back. Max threw it out there, and I thought I loved the idea. And we would do um, 
I guess it would be just the 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 top eighties girl or I, ladies of the eighties. Yeah, dude. ladies of the eighties, and see who would be the top. Are we doing that? Are we doing that in April? All right. Yeah, let's do it in April. Let's do that. Um, not sh- we got to work it out because I'm not sure how if we're gonna just look up all the eighties girls and then we have you vote them in, or or we just uh, or you guys like you know like I'm not sure how we would do it because with this it's just like. Just give us your favorite '80s movie, you know, and then everybody just started. We're gonna sound really pervert. Just, just give us like your your favorite lady from the '80s. Yeah, know. you know, that like... sounds so pervert. Pervert, <laughs> I don't know, like a pervert. No, but I mean, so... if you think about it, how would we do it? Because it's just like here, you're like saying, you know, hey, what's your favorite '80s movie? So you base it off of how many people were saying '80s movies. Right, right. It's like, all right, a bunch of people said Back to the Future. All right, that's obviously, and you just Dude, went I'm down, sure list. you know, until like the lowest of like, all right, you know, who had, like you picked, like, like um, it was total of sixteen teams, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So at that point, it's like I feel like if we can't really throw it out to people because people are only gonna pick the same eighties, you know, girls probably. They'll be like, oh yeah, you know, Winona Ryder, yeah, you know, you know, it's just like it's all you know, Molly Ringwald. So I think what we'll do. <laughs> Is like we'll go and pick all like you know how they have the scream queens like we're gonna pick all the eighties you know ladies mm-hmm. of the eighties so we'll give you that and then but see that's the thing how would we base them competing against each other because with this movie you use IMDb what would it be um uh, I don't know we could I'm... still use IMDb check it out yeah get, get... I was I was just thinking we would just go down to like you know. A public place and be like, huh? Who's better? Who's better? And take votes that <laughs> way. <laughs> no, no. Like what I'm saying, like how we would, how would they would compete against each other? No, I know, I know. <laughs> um, it would. What you could do is base it off of. Um, oh, but unless they weren't in TV, I mean, in movies, then because I was gonna say what you could do is base it off of like, say, if it's in a movie, go right. base off of the IMDb rating on like just pick right. one of their movies. So let's just say I can't think right. of her name right now, but the but the girl Andy. You know, she was in Goonies, so we picked right. that rating. Well, you got people like Vanna White, dude. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. There are going to be some girls that are like, you know. And there's like supermodels and stuff. We'll, 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 we'll think about it. We'll pick 16 names and we'll draw them out. Here's the first seed or whatever. Right. Not first seed. Yeah. But, and then you just draw them out. It'll be all randomized. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies of the 80s. All right, cool. So uh, now let's talk. Uh, it's It's been a while. Um I apologize, and I need to freaking grab my phone so I could go to Twitter because I want to make sure I give the proper credit for this. Um, let's see, 88, boom. So there was uh, somebody a while back, and this is what I said. Look, if you guys want to, uh, for us to do a certain uh, episode or something like that, just give us a shout-out. Just go on our Instagram on our and... Um, just post, uh, or, 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 yeah, anyway, Instagram, Twitter, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh here we go. It's, uh, his name's Wallace. He's, uh, at VV1, I mean, 411AC3. That guy, he's, Wallace. yeah, he's the one that gave us a shout out. He wanted us to do, uh, Flight of the Navigator. So, yeah, now we're, we're finally doing it, ladies and gentlemen. Flight of the Navigator. Um, sorry about the, the long lag, but, yeah, if you want us to do one, just give us a shout-out. Uh, anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, uh, with a picture of yourself holding a sign that just says, I love or I heart 88 miles per hour podcast. And then just choose um, whatever you – any 80s film that you want us to do. 
his choice was Flight of the Navigator, and um, it was a perfect film because I have a lot to talk about. So, <laughs> but obviously, I've been doing a lot of talking, so I want to uh, pass it on to uh, Max right here. So Max is going to go first. All right, so the movie is a Disney movie, and shoot, what year was this? 1986. Yes. 1986. It's The Flight of the Navigator. So basically... <laughs> It's set in 1978, and a boy is out, and he's moves like eight years into the future. And there's an alien involved, and everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. And it, there's a little bit like time travel, a little bit of ET ripoff, and all this stuff. It looks like it would just, you know, from Captain EO or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so the kid's name is Joy Grammer. And grammar, grammar. Let's go with grammar. Grammar. And uh, actually, here, here's a funny, uh, here's a funny story. Sanch actually met this guy. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, he's a family friend of uh, my family up in 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 Canada. So I have I have family up in Vancouver, Canada, and he's actually from there. And I think this movie was filmed there. Usually, if they have a like a kid in Canada and stuff like that, they usually film there. Anyways, so you know he. He asked, like, do I look familiar? Or, I don't know. Like, he, he he said something, and I was like, no. I, I think I was, like, 17 or 18 at the time. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was in Fly of the Navigator. And I was like, cool. Like, I didn't know what it was at the time. <laughs> and then, you know, he was telling but I, was, I wish I was paying more attention. Because at the time, I didn't really care. But he was saying, like, he couldn't wear the color red. And it was, like, one of the... Like, it was one of the first, like, green screen movies with, like, computer animated and stuff. And he couldn't wear red or something about the color red. It was either really important in the story or he couldn't red, re, uh, wear it because it picked up on the screen. Anyways, so, like, but what's funny is he looked exactly like the kid now. Really? And um, I, I looked it on my phone after. I was like, oh, like, oh, snap, that, that this dude really was in a movie. Like, he starred in the movie. So, you know. I don't know. Maybe I can uh, rekindle that relationship and we can talk about that. Yeah, have him on. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that would have been cool if we could have had him on the, the air. Uh, I mean, on the air, on the show. It's just like, who knows, though? Because, I mean, I'm looking him up right now, and it says right here, Joey Kramer, or whatever, um, uh, 2014 arrest uh, picture. <laughs> so this was last year, ladies and gentlemen, so... Uh, hopefully. Well, when he comes on the show, we could ask him about all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he would want to be like, hey, you know. Uh, so, so yeah. you know your lowest point of your life? Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, remember that. Uh, I just remember he was also on Runaway. But, yeah, he, he it only it really doesn't give him much of a <laughs> much credit on IMDb. He doesn't really have, like, it seems like his last movie was, Christ, um, it was actually Flight of the Navigator. That was yeah. A, he was a child actor. Yeah, it was his last movie because after that he went. He did a uh, two two TV spots, um, and then after that he was a party guest in 1996. He was uncredited as a party guest. So yeah, so <laughs> freaking all right. So yeah, so uh, Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's it's basically a time travel movie. That's really what this movie is. It's a sci-fi. Yeah. It's flat out hardcore sci-fi um what's cool about this movie is that 
Uh, it does. I have a lot of uh, sentimental uh, value towards this film because as I was watching it, I was remembering a lot of stuff. Because like when I was a kid, I would go, especially during the summer, um, we would I would I would be in daycare and we would watch this movie a lot and uh, all the time. And it's cool because like this was one of those movies that like. I didn't see it in the theater, but the moment it was released on video, like we, they always showed it to us, and I always enjoyed this movie. It's it it was a great movie as a kid. Um, it was really hard to understand, like a lot of it, like of what was going on, really, like the plot behind it, you know. Um, but as I got older, I've seen it before uh, today again because I watched it. But it's like yeah, like the idea. I mean, it's like. I'm glad we're doing it now because we, we recently did a, an episode of Time Travel. But, yes, the idea of it's interstellar. That's literally... Totally. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, it's it, it's interstellar. And, and it does that reference. Interstellar does a reference that this movie did freaking back in 1986 where when they... When they traveled to in, in light speed, when they, they ventured somewhere else, a certain amount of time on Earth has already passed. So that's why... Yeah. So his, his journey... From the point of like it takes from him to travel to Plato's or whatever it was and come back, it in total was four out four and a half hours. In that time frame, eight years have passed. So yeah. when he returns, it's like everybody's like all grown up but him because for him it's like only four hours have passed, you know. So and it's a cool story. Like yeah, he goes out, you know, he's in, in the beginning intro, it, I, I remember it always looked cool, but then the dogs come out. You're like, oh, and then the music's all 80s and stuff. And you see, like, you know. Even though it's 1978. <laughs> yes, yes, right? Um, no, I mean, yeah, well, the, the theme song, what they use yeah. for the movie. Um, but at that point, yeah, they're all supposed to be. Because the way they try to pull it off, that, hey, you're watching a 70s moment, you know, is when the parents... Um, drive away. They're listening yeah. to Greece. The right, uh, right. you're the one that I want. Do, 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 do. You know, so that's where they're trying to say, "Hey, this is the '70s." Even though you know, like they really didn't try that hard to make them look like they were in the '70s. I mean, it was late '70s anyway. So right, or or when he's like watching MTV later, he's like, "What's this?" Yeah, know? they were so made it like freaking '80s on that yeah. film. Um, right there because even her, she has her purple hair and she's like, "Oh, I went to go see Tris." twisted sister and he's like who's that you yeah. know and then never heard of her yeah <laughs> he's like it's a he well it's a zam and then he's like what concert he's like well i saw the Bee Gees once with my mom so you know and, and it's cool. like painful now like just <laughs> like to me, i'm like oh gosh <laughs> yeah and then it's it, it, it's cool because like when you watch it you see a young sarica jessica parker so for those of you who only know her based off of like Sex in the City. If you're young and you're like, well, isn't that that girl from Sex? In-? It's like, yeah, well, she was an actual '80s child actor herself, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she was in this. But yeah, it's, it's all about a, a kid who uh, a spaceship, or you know, okay, actually, I'm gonna get to that question right now about because I have. Some- Dude, I want to ask you a question though. Yeah. Because I was watching it and I've this is only my second time seeing it. I think the first time I saw it was right after I met that guy because I was interested. Yeah, you were curious, so- yeah. Yeah, so, um, like, I was watching it, and I was trying to think of myself as a kid watching it, because I haven't, I didn't see this when I was a kid. I, like, if I was a kid, I would have been so bored watching this movie, because nothing really happens till the end of the movie. It's really boring. It's just most of space talk, and 
like he's just freaking out and there's not there's not really anything cool that happens in yeah. my opinion like uh, how, do, how what what made you like this movie as a kid well i mean of course once he gets to the alien spaceship like all right. of that was awesome so that's a given but before that if what i'm trying to remember about why i enjoyed it i think it's just because it was still like as a kid you're watching this and you realize like oh he he's a kid and everybody's old why you know what's going on and then they always give you freaky stuff like see when i was little i didn't fully understand the whole like when they when he's sitting in the table and they connect his like brain waves and then it starts like communicating right i didn't really understand that all i knew is that that seemed scary and it was awesome like there's like scary symbols on the computer and he freaks out so i like that and i also i thought you know a freaking uh square pegs uh what's her name uh girl um yeah i thought she was hot you know and she was all kind of (laughs) like hating on him so that was cool and also too like the little robot thing so there was like eye candy to be looking at but like i i don't remember ever being bored because we watched that movie all the time and i think it was because we all knew the spaceship was coming so it wasn't a situation where like now we're like ah just get to the get to it where when we were kids you knew was coming so you were still like, oh, all right, you know, this is awesome. It's going to get there. And every now and again, they would hint to it. So, like I said, I don't remember ever being bored with this movie. I really, I, I loved it, like, growing up and watching it now. Like, I still wasn't even bored because it's like, all right, I haven't seen it in years. So I'm like, right. oh, I get this story. Dude, I know what the hell's going on. I was like, oh, wow. It's like everything in my childhood. It's like now I just better understand. It's kind of like when I watched Ghostbusters and I got all the jokes Right. It's like, oh, this movie's awesome. The only thing is, it's like, it raises questions as an adult. Because it's like, they don't really necessarily say. Because at one point, this robot thing, or whatever the hell it is, says, I've been programmed to such and such and such. So it's like, is this just a vessel and someone else is is like controlling it? Or is right. it uh, like is it just AI where it's artificial intelligence? Where it, you know, but it's programmed, or is that an actual creature? See, growing up, I figured the floating head thing with the the, the, the neck was an actual alien creature. But right. it seems like no, we don't ever see That's the an aliens. Eye. Yeah, we don't see the aliens whatsoever. So instead, it's just a spaceship that takes up picks up specimens. So it's it's almost like. Uh, the alien film, but in which they did it in Prometheus, where you have you know the those um, creators or whatever the hell they were called, and they're sitting there and they're shooting out stuff out to like right. planets that that create the human beings. So I felt like this is really, in a sense, it's like all right, home planet. There's actual aliens, however you want to envision them, and they're like, all right, we're we're gonna send out the vessel to go pick up specimens so we could study in our home planet. So I feel like we never really necessarily got to see the aliens or maybe that's my question is this flying object is that the alien is that what they look like on their home planet or is it just programmed and it's just it's just a vehicle and that's all it is with with a mind of its own to me it looks like those things at the dentist's office where they look and it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like i'm ready for him to do dental work on the kid <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know what's cool about <clears throat> about this movie is that well, not not cool about it. I, I mean, I thought was cool about it when I was a little kid, but it's awesome now thinking, looking back. Um, but when I was a little kid, 
watching this movie, I always remembered. I'm like, oh, he sounds like Pee Wee Herman. But right. I, never, I never put the two and two together. But at that time, like, when you look at the credits, I saw the credits. And it says, voice of Max, Paul Mall. It doesn't say Paul Rubens. It just says Paul Mall. I don't know why it says Paul Mall. But I guess they were trying to hide the fact that it was, you know, uh, Pee Wee yeah, Herman. right. <laughs> what? I was just saying, just, you can't hide it. It's too obvious. Right? Because it says, right, even even if you go to, like, go go look at freaking um, Wikipedia. It, it oh. says right there, Paul Rubens credit as Paul Mall. And I right. saw that in the credits when I was watching it myself. I was like, huh, that's random. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he picks up the Pee Wee Herman voice and you're like, ah, you know, and all this and that. And I thought that was cool. Um, but as an adult, when I remember it was years back when I learned like that was actually Paul Rubens, like Pee Wee Herman. I was like, what the hell? No wonder it sounded like him. <laughs> I was like, it's such an idiot. Like, I think it would have been cool if he just did it once. But the fact that he kept on doing it, it got old to me. It, it was just, it was Paul Rubens. Like, I mean, right. it was just Pee Wee Herman, a spaceship. Right, right, which is just weird. But it, it would have been funny if he just would have laughed like that that one time, you know? But the yeah. fact that he went on, I was like, oh, he, like, he's continued to do it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I mean, again, like, I, with me, like, I had really, like, no issues with the film in that sense of, like, it was, for me, it wasn't terrible or anything. I thought it was still, like, an I, a, a good concept because it's, like, Interstellar touched upon this. Yeah, it's, it's like, cool. This movie, when it comes to the whole sci-fi point of it, they try to, like, they don't throw all this jargon at you. They try to make sense of it. It's like, yeah. and again, it's a time travel movie. This is what we talked about when I made that analogy towards Renata. And this is why Back to the Future 2 doesn't work out. Now, Silence of the Mics, they they re- responded on this to us on their show. And when, when you get the Blu-ray edition of Back to the Future, they have, like, a whole Q&A or something on it. And because for some reason, I don't own the Blu-ray yet. Um, so I, I, I haven't seen it, but there's a, a, a Q and a with Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis and people were asking questions and they asked him that, wait a minute, like, how is it possible that freaking, you know, Marty and Jennifer, when they go forward in the future, how are they still there? But they said, look, we, we know, we understand that we just wrote it because then we wouldn't have a movie. So they're like, oh, right, whatever. <laughs> so... So yeah. What do you mean? That's not the answer I wanted. <laughs> well, you know, so so yeah, so that's how with this movie, this touches upon that. You know, it, it was released a year after Back to the Future, but it touches upon time travel, where it's like, okay, when he traveled into the future, and it was only based on on light years. So in re- reality, he wasn't going through time except when he traveled back in time. But right. when he's just traveling to the planet and he comes back time had advanced and they do it perfectly because that's the one thing i was saying that he would be missing everybody would be continue living on but he would be missing and that's what happens they presume he's dead and this and that he comes back and everybody's weirded out because they're like how the hell did he not age in eight years like he should be 20 this and that so they start doing experiments they realize that this this spaceship is connected because when they do the test he he shows an image of the freaking nasa they're just dicks in this movie that's how they're they're showing (laughs) and that's when they you know the spaceship's like i need your help he has all the star maps in his head so he helps him get back home but the kid decides i am not gonna go that's this the nutshell of the freaking movie and he travels back in time um do you want to know one of the things that really worried or not worried me but made me mad about this movie what 
the parents just left him with Nessa. <laughs> they're like, they, because just think about it. It's like their 12 year old son. It's like a day he's back. We thought he was dead. You know, we don't know what's going on. Oh, you want our son? Okay. We'll just be at home chilling. Nope. You know, that's I was not, like, what is that? That's not what happens. Yes, it is. Nope. That's not what happens. Here's what, what happens. happens. All right. I missed well, it. it that, the guy from uh, Head of the Class, I think, that teacher from Head of the Class. Right. Um,. The bad guy, right? Yeah, the the main the main bad guy. Uh, um, he uh freaking with him. He he is he was he in head of the class? I'm actually I don't want to misquote that because I don't want people to be like he wasn't in that because I'm looking at all the stuff he was in. But I thought he was a teacher from head of the class. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't remember. Christ. Uh, I don't see it. Our Doctor Faraday. Yeah, because I'm looking at his stuff, but I don't really see... When I think of Faraday, I think of Lost. Oh, freaking Lost. <laughs> Such a horrible letdown. Ooh. Yeah, he is. He is. Head of the class. Okay, good. Because I just wanted to make sure I didn't want somebody to be like, he wasn't head of the class. Anyways, well, this is what happens. Because, see, when he's with the actual doc, when they're with the doctors, they're in the hospital and they're trying to figure out and they're asking him questions. Remember, the computer goes all haywire and stuff. And right. then he he they, they get like a an image of a nerf football so at that point they're like huh so they send it to nasa nasa gets it and they're like that's when you know the the teacher from head of the class looks at it and he's like what the hell like oh where did this come from and he's like uh, the mind of a 12 year old boy so then right. that's when it cuts to the parents and then they're you know they're there with freaking the little boy uh david and and i forget what his Jeff or Jeffrey or whatever they're all there and that's when the kid's like no way I'm not gonna go and this and that and the 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 dad's like look my my son said no you're not gonna it, that's it final you know so on and so forth and right, the, right, the right, NASA's right. trying yeah. to like look yeah. we you know you have to we could this and that and and they're like nope nope end of story and they're like and that's when the dad's like no come on let's go so they start walking away, and that's when the obviously NASA guy freaking, you know, he's like, well, I guess you'll never, you know, know the answer of where where you came from or whatever, right. where you were. But and then still, that's, they, mean, they like, freeze, oh. they freeze, and they turn around. <laughs> so at that point, it was the kid's decision to be like, like, um, you know, because the parents were still like, no. And then they, they, the, 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 this guy assured them, you know what? It would just be 20, 48 hours. That's all it's going to be, 48 hours. So then that's when, like, the kid's like, all right. Because the kid really wants to know. And, and the parents are kind of like, oh, you know, I, yeah, we do want to know, too. But if the kid would have said no, because it was never no point where the parents were like, yeah, take him, take him. And the kid's like, no, please. You know, they, they were on with the kid. So whatever the kid decided at that moment, the parents went along with it. Because, yeah, the parents really wanted to know what happened. But at the same time, if the kids said no, they would have been like, nope, we're still walking away. And that's initially what actually happened in that scene. Though, that guy, once they, they, they strap him to the chair, he's like, yeah, it's going to take us more than 48 hours. That's when they became the enemy because they were keeping him against his will when they had promised. You right. know, So the parents weren't really the bad guys at all at that point. You know, because they really did care and love, you know, they, they, and then the brother too. You know, imagine, dude, I started thinking about this because I've always wondered this. Um... And you know he makes a reference to it in the film, but when the brother, when he, when David is going out and he or Davy, his brother jumps out of the bushes and scares him, and he runs home. 
later on in the movie when he's an adult he always says i always think about that time when i came out of the bush like imagine growing up like let's just say this story like you know you're walking and your little sister hops out scares you you fall and you go through this adventure how your sister would like knowing like say you you did you got kidnapped you died or something whatever you know this like how that person every day of their life would feel realizing like i would think you killed them yeah, like not not that they think they killed him, but oh, in the sense, yeah, you're right. I, I'm sorry, I miss I misunderstood that. Um, like yeah, like it's like it's my fault. Like right. I should have just been like, okay, I'm here, let's go back together. But I scared them, ran off, haha. Like how imagine the like that that'd be issues, dude. That'd be therapy, man. Like that's the one thing that always like I'm a poor kid, dude. Like he, you know, growing up, like he's just being a kid, but then having right. to live with that for eight years, man, eight freaking years. But I mean, it shows that he lived okay. You know, he seems stable. I don't yeah. know that that. I mean, it was um. With... See, like even to me, like I'm like you know, giving your kid away that would that be nuts. You would you would want to be with your kid. Well, yeah, um, not, NASA, but, but it was, Tear, yeah, NASA, NASA yeah, <laughs> NASA tearing part families apart since 1986. <laughs> it's funny. Cause my wife, my wife's dad works at NASA. Oh, so really? He works at JPL. So. Uh, so, Hey, okay. What, ha- who, cause Sarah Jessica Parker, she mentions that like, he's like, he's like, well, like, he's like, Hey, it's not that bad. And Davey's like, well, you know, how would you feel if you're taken away from your parents and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, Hey, that's how I felt every time I had my dad got new orders. I had to make new friends, blah blah blah. But right. there's we don't find out who the father is, right? No, no, okay. Um, we, like we don't, um, yeah, um, was like Can't we don't had a visitor, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we don't find out who the, the father is, right? And also, too, what she did, how she she went out, released all the information to the parents. Dude, I wonder, is the father going to get reprimanded or what? Right. No, yeah, she would be in deep poo-poo. Yeah, more so, though. Dad, the dad yeah. probably be like, you know, it's like, it's your fault. Though, once he travels back in time, everything goes in line. Cause That's what just... I think. I, I forgot. Like, I watched this movie and I was half asleep, so I don't remember details. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw it literally as the movie ended. I saw the time, and I was like, oh, crap, we got to get on and log on. Right. So this is this movie's fresh with me. I mean, I remember when his, the whole radio part, when he's like, he's like, hey, Davey. You know, he does the voices like that, and he's like, what was that sound coming from the from the, the, the geek's car. He's like, what sound? And then that's when they play the, dun, 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 you know, all like 80s punk music. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, actually it's more like uh, new wave punk. Um, And then like, uh, he's like, oh, that's, a, I don't even know the name of that song. I know I'll be freaking told about that part. But anyways, um, and then that's when he's like, oh, that was music. He's like, music? You know, and then that's when at first it's like orchestra music. But it's right, like, right, I right. hate how he gets when they play like Spanish music and he covers <laughs> his ears like, oh, my God, turn that off. Like, I'm like, really? That's how you're going to act with Spanish music? And then they put the he's, he's a white kid from Vancouver, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. And then that's when the next one is Beach Boys. You know, he's like, he's like. Uh, freaking! It's like it's a great American music, you know. So then they play right. the Beach Boys, like I get real. So it was kind of cool that they had an '80s movie, and yet we were featured some '80s stuff in it. They decided to go with something that would be like, all right, like this kid is from a different time. But even then, why didn't they give him something from the '70s? You know, 
He said he was a fan of the Bee Gees, you know. So. <laughs> the Bee Gees suck. <laughs> yeah, but he was a fan of the Bee Gees. That's the thing, you know. No, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I thought it was really interesting because, like, it's like, okay, so they have this, like, kind of connection, but Davey doesn't really recognize the robot, really. He has to, like, kind of remember, right? They only spend four hours. I just thought it was interesting how they're trying to make it, like, kind of like E.T. and the goodbye. He's like, I miss you. I was like, dude, you don't even know this robot. Don't do that. Like, you don't even know him. You, you you don't know his life. You don't know this robot's life. You know it's not like ET where like ET like was like living with Elliot and you know they were like weeks upon weeks. Like this kid spends hours in this right? freaking control panel. <laughs> like, I don't want to leave you. Yeah, like, I was, I was thinking that he's, too. He's that clingy boyfriend, you know, like the one, <laughs> <laughs> the guy the guy who had one date and then after it's like, don't do this, don't do this. I'm in love. <laughs> you know what? You're you're freaking right, dude. Um, because I, you know, it's odd because I thought the exact same thing. Because at that point, he's like, I'll miss you. I'll miss you too, Davy. You know, compliance. And I was just like, I was like, huh? I was like. They, why? Like, I mean, I get what they're, what they're trying to do here, but it would be like, you know, it would be more not a sentimental, like, a sentiment, sentimental, like, like, E.T. style where he's crying, but it would be really more of like, you know, hey, I'm gonna miss you, but not like, I'm gonna miss you, you know, like, because I, I mean, I would be like, all right, I'm never gonna see you again. I, I just had a crazy adventure and, and yeah, I'll miss you, but I'm not gonna be the way he was saying it. Like, I'll miss you. And even the robot really didn't even know. He's like, I'll miss you, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Yeah. It, 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 I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't know him. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Scenes that I wanted to, to, to talk about that I saw, the way I saw as a child, as an adult. Okay, one scene that always made us laugh, in which it didn't make me laugh this time. I just was like, okay, like, why did I find that funny? Was... The part when he's looking at all the aliens, the different species, the specimens, right. and then the eyeball comes out, and the eyeball, oh, goes, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, and that as a kid made me laugh. Right. And then when I saw it, and I was like, why did that make me laugh? That was so stupid. I was like, all right, what is <laughs> Yeah, and then and then also too another scene that made me laugh was the rice roni, the San Francisco food tree. Right. Ding, ding. I don't know, that made me laugh too. I was like, why does that make me laugh? You know, but the the scene that did make me laugh that I, I laughed as a kid was with the the, the Texas fat guy. Where oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he goes, he's like, can, hey, mister, can I borrow some change to go <laughs> call home? And he just, like, doesn't frozen, but just gives him the change. Right, right. And then the guy comes, he's like, hey, can my wife use the little girl's room and whatever? And then he's like, so, uh, that thing, oh, how, how'd you make it? And he just still stands there. And then at the end... <laughs> it's just an attraction. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, Davy takes off with the space. He's like, see you later, alligator. You know, and they fly off. And then that's when... The, the they look at him, he's like he just wanted a phone home <laughs> and that made me laugh because i was like all right that was so funny i like that um but there's not much comedy in this movie i know they try to add some comedy with the whole talking like <laughs> you know and all that you know Wee herman-esque uh boys boy well, was freaking Wee herman but you know paul mall but there's not a lot of comedy in this movie it's one of the more serious things and, and it didn't get a like a horrible reviews or anything when it was first released it actually was a positive film, you know, like, I mean, um, like, um, what is, uh, reception, there we go, I was trying to think, of like, what the hell is that word, um, 
and it was a hit in the box office at the time. It made it made over 11, 11 million more films. But but did you like? I didn't know this honestly. Um, but like I said, like because it really stood out to me because I was like, oh, I'm shocked. Like because Disney, I know we talked about this before because this isn't the, the 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 second. I think it may have been Adventures in Babysitting because Adventures in Babysitting actually has the F word in it. Um, right. But this film, I was shocked because yeah, too. They they say the S word, and I was like, whoa! Like Multiple I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, and they even say the word bastard at one point too. So I was just like, what the hell? But this film originally was an independent film, but the mm-hmm. studio who was making it went bankrupt. At that point, Disney came on board and said, yoink! You know bought everything and they said you know what we're just gonna finish making this movie we'll put more money behind it and they finished it themselves and released it as a buena vista production so it was disney still but it showed the logo because when you look at adventures and babysitting that has the logo like you know i mean it doesn't have the disney logo this movie when i watched it it has the disney logo it's it's promoted as a disney logo you know so i was kind of um I was kind of shocked to see uh, that it was uh, there's a bad word in it. Totally, it was multiple Disney. ones. I was surprised by that too. Mm-hmm. It it uh, it's got. Have you ever heard of the Academy of Science Fiction before? No, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's I just saw. I was like, oh, it's nominated for something. It was nominated for best science fiction film, oh, right best on. performance by a youngster actor, and best director. Oh, wow. I don't know, some sci-fi, like, movie thing. Well, I mean, I like I said, I can see how. Because this, this, honestly, this movie, when you think about sci-fi, again, it's, it's, like, it's... Pretty cool. They don't try to make it seem like, oh, it's just made up crap and garbage and, you know. Um, it, it's like they really try to put some science behind it. And they, that, uh, like, the most, that really what happens in this movie is, like, yeah, this spaceship has a mission its mission is all it is is just to pick up a bunch of different specimens from around the world i mean around the world around the whole massive galaxy and david is the the main one for earth picks them up and all he has to do is take them back to the planet plathos or whatever it's called they study you know he probably got anal probed or something i mean i know that sounds bad but because he's a kid but still uh, we don't know what happened you know they want to (laughs) and then they take them back and because of that, that they traveled light speed, you know, the, the time frame, <laughs> you know. went there. <laughs> too. I know, but they they, hey, they're aliens, come on. They're well, they're known for doing that, you know. Right. <laughs> they got the bad we rap. We stereotyped the aliens. Yeah, we just did, right? We just stereotyped the aliens. In all, which, all, of al- all of our alien listeners are like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, right? They're like, yo, they're right now, they're like, I could picture this. It was like in a movie scene or something like that where there's like two aliens sitting in their spaceship. The, the ones from Houston. And they're like, <laughs> like they're just talking, blah, blah, and then subtitles, like, those bastards. <laughs> oh, man. But I was going to say, there there is some racist stereotyping in this film. And it's the scene when they accidentally go to, J- to Tokyo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happens? These people live in Tokyo. They're just walking around. And what do they make them do? They make them pull out cameras and start taking pictures. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm so freaking. Uh, yeah, that was so stereotypical. So, But if it if, if it's a stereotype, then it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, But, again, I mean, 
this movie, uh, I I thought it was great. A little cool, like, nice baby. It's not a cameo, but uh, blank, blank. I, I always say, I don't know how to freaking properly pronounce it. Like, Blank Mange or whatever. That was their, um, that was their video that he was watching. Because I remember years ago when I was, like, looking up stuff. They're the one, we, I did the song of the week uh, already with them uh, called, um, don't, um, freaking, ah, Christ, now I can't think of it. Don't tell me. The, um, but with the, that was their song. Because I remember a while back looking up videos and stuff. And I'm like, hey, it's that song from freaking Flight of the Navigator. So that was pretty cool. Um, all in all, I, I, I like this movie. This is one movie that um, I revisited and actually enjoyed it even much more than a kid. Because I got to understand everything. You know, NASA, they're bad peeps. Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> um, now, here's where I want to talk about remakes and, and real quick. I just want to throw this out there. See, because with me, my my goal is to be a director. I want to make movies, and and that's why like I've always saw it like as in like I remember even growing up throughout the years, I was like, man, there is this one movie I would love to like do my own version of that movie, and like I it, it kind of made me start thinking about like this film because this movie was actually supposed to be remade back in two thousand nine. I remember what? reading about a supposed remake. Obviously, it never went through. So we don't, you know, the hell. Was it supposed to be a Disney movie? Yeah, it was still Disney. Disney huh. was still doing it. Um, and then, I, and they even, it, this movie, it's in production hell right now. It's freaking, they, the last, any anything that's happened was in 2012. So that was the last kind of update on this freaking film. But I started thinking about like, okay, if they still do the same story, you have to get someone who, they're not going to obviously get Paul Rubens to do the voice. The, and, right. And it's sad because... If this was they did the remake at a certain time, I felt Robin Williams would have been the perfect because it's so Robin Williams esque. Like too, the, too soon, man. Too soon. Like the genie. Well, I'm not making fun of him. I'm saying that would have been. It, it, but then again, I said if he were alive at the time, so it's not too even soon. saying too soon. Um, too soon. But like for instance, like with with um, the genie, the way Robin Williams is in that film, you know, he does all the jokes, and and I felt like that would have been the perfect person to play the That's spaceship good. because That's it's good. like it starts off with the the the, the voice like you are the navigator you know and he's like compliance and then out of nowhere he scans him and he's like ah, you know and he's like doing all the ah, you know doing the stupid peewee voice so then i felt like they could have done that like because who right now if if they were gonna finally remake it with disney like who the hell would they get to play someone who can be it, serious I and then be two, funny? I have two suggestions. Who? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. And Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Imagine Morgan Freeman like doing something like that, dude. Because like for Matthew the... McConaughey would be funny. He would just be talking nonsense the whole time. Like, oh, you know, I'm just chilling they, in my they, they, they would fly. <laughs> they would fly over a high school and be like, "All right, all right." It's like, all right, like all right, all right compliance. <laughs> That'd be bad, dude. <laughs> Let's see where are we at on time. Oh, I think we're good. All right, so. Uh, what what do you 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 said you liked it, Flight of the Navigator? Yeah, you enjoyed. I mean, it. it's definitely you know I think there's better sci-fi kids movies out there, um, like ET, but uh, and even the Runaways is pretty good. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I like I said I didn't watch this as a kid. I think probably as a kid I'd like it a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I just thought like it's just kind of boring to me like in the beginning it's cool as a sci-fi movie but not as a sci-fi kid movie yeah 
So, and I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, at the time, it was phenomenal with the whole, like, flying all over the world and stuff. And, like, the CG, I mean, today, like, when you're watching it, you aren't like, oh, this looks totally, like, outdated and stuff. It, it still holds up in certain scenes, like, even yeah. the cockpit and stuff. So, I, yeah, you steps. know. I don't know how, like, is that CG, the steps? Like, yeah, like I, as a kid, I always wondered, like, how do they do that? Like, what's the practical effect behind that? Like, what did they do? Because I know it's not floating, but how do they pull right. it off? You know, because it looks really good. It, it doesn't look like it's on, like, it's green screened at all. Like, it looks like whatever's behind there is not green screen. So I'm, like, wondering. That had to be a practical effect, but how did they pull it off? You know, why they went with the Nerf football, who knows? Um, it's, uh, it. I mean, that seat looks very uncomfortable, you know. Because <laughs> according uh, to you, he was game probe, dude. Yeah, so. I guess. Oh, yeah, you know, it had to be tough, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's cool. I don't, you know, I'm not like dying to watch it again, but yeah, you know, if I saw it at a yard sale for two bucks, I'd pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess all right. Um, what you call it? And also too the 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 score. I I like the music. It was cool. Um, and it was composed by the guy who also did the score for a lot of Zemeckis' films. Uh, right. Alan Sil- no, Silverster. I always pronounce his name. I butcher everything. But that guy, you know, that, that did, like, some of, like, the awesome, like, freaking scores, especially if you, yeah, like, you know, Back to the Future, you know. Just listen to Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, freaking, um, what's that one movie where, like, the... Oh, Christ, it's the... Where the movie... She turns her head and and she has like Meryl Streep and no Meryl Streep and and what's her name Goldie Hawn are in it with with freaking uh, John McClane. Christ, what's it called? What? Yeah, you threw me off with the head it, turning. It was a Zemeckis film too. Zemeckis. Death becomes her. Death becomes her. Those, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three scores almost sound the same. Talk, yeah. I was fixated on the head thing. Yeah, this guy, I, I, I like his, uh, his, a lot of his scores, but um, the music was great. There was something that I wanted to bring up, but then you started talking about it, and I mean, you started saying something, and it threw me off, and I wanted to say it before we finish off. It was the last thing I wanted to say about this movie, but I can't Is remember. it how cute I am? <laughs> well, that, but, uh, <laughs> but it was more about the movie, but uh, of course that, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to... Max for being cute. Um, nah, I can't remember, man. But um, yeah, this uh, this movie, uh, awesome. The I I I, I enjoyed it. The again, it, the CG. Yeah, it's like all right, you know, kind of you could tell uh, how it's like all right, you know. But even then, it's not that bad. Um, oh, if you want to see this spaceship, uh, I've never been, but it's actually on the back lot of the the motion movie ride or something at, at Universal Studios. Really? I remember long ago me and Renata were actually talking oh. about it and she's like, yeah, it's in, if you look it up, they have it there. The spaceship is there at, um, in freaking in Orlando, Florida and that, you know, the, oh, the motion ride. So yeah, that's why we haven't seen it. one. <clears throat> oh, and here's what I wanted to say. Uh, this is the last thing I want to say about this movie that I'll do my song of the week and we'll be done. If this movie, if Disneyland was like the way it was how it is now because I Michael right. Eisner he's the reason why we have a lot of these these things that are movie related that aren't Disney um and it was because of Michael Eisner My, when Michael Eisner came on board to to help you know sh- fix and shape Disney after you know 
because Walt had passed away and everything, they're like, we got to get someone you know new to come in and this and that. And then finally, when they got someone, and it was Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner was the guy who who changed a lot of the way Disney is now. How like you know, thank him, even though towards the very end, as he you know freaking left and resigned all this and that or whatever happened, I can't remember, but. He, he helped bring the movies on board. Like, for instance, Indiana Jones, Captain Neo. Like, all this stuff is Star Wars. It, it was because of him. And it makes me wonder, like, the, it would have been cool if they would have done Flight of the Navigator. Because it would have been so possible. That would have been cool. When I'm watching this movie, I'm like, hey, it's soaring over California. That's literally <laughs> what it felt That's like. That's what I felt, too. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, I'm soaring over California. That's all it is. It's like, dude, they could have easily did this with soaring over California back when, where it starts off, where you're, like, in the visiting the NASA labs, you know? Oh, you know. He's like, oh, we're going to see a special treat. But then, just like, oh, there's a rebel spy here it would have been like you know we get a weird message and then it's like oh you know you're you're my navigator we need you to come and then they're chasing us and it's like a whole scene where we're inside and we could look out and then we start flying out and we fly all over and that would have been cool like a, a whole soaring over california flight of the navigator right um i just thought that was like i'm like oh it's literally what it is but yeah so there you have it ladies and gentlemen that's the movie of the week thank you uh to um uh, uh, was uh at VV411AC3. Uh, thank you once again. Um, you, hey Max, you still there? You're awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Cause you, I, you're gone. <laughs> I don't see. You. I, I, I got disconnected, but I'm back now. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. All right. So song of the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. The final part. Song of the week. Um, this week I wanted to go, I, last episode I did, uh, Depeche Mode, so I want to, I wanted to go a little different this week. It's the same, in the same realm, you know, you're expected, like, if you like Depeche, you probably like this band. So I want to do a song, um, I'm not a huge Cure fan. Most people assume I'm probably a huge Cure what? fan. And I, like I do Cure. like some songs of theirs, but I'm not like, I'm not the one that just loves everything they have. Unlike Depeche Mode, where everything that was released, I just love Depeche but we're like the, the the cure. It's like, oh, I like this song here and there, here and there. So that's why I, I wanted to give you guys my favorite cure song. So this week's cure song, I mean, a song of the week comes from the cure and it's called The Walk. This song mm. was released back in one. 1983 off of the album Japanese Whispers. This song, I really love it. It's, I feel like this is one of their more... Um, new wave-ish Cynthia's uh songs like they do have others but i felt like this is the main one um and and it, it, it kind of sucks because there is um th- with this song it, it does kind of hold a uh, little bit of like memories and stuff because this me and my uh ex-wife always used to talk about this song um and it was because there was a certain line in the song called you know i saw you standing over there like a japanese baby we'd always laugh about that and joke and whatnot so it's kind of weird but as still i still love this song so it's not gonna be one of those like i can't hear this song ever again when no i was like no nah, i still love this song so but it always reminds me of that you know you always have that there's always music yeah there's a song that i listen to and it reminds me of like sophomore year in high school of a girl who ripped my heart out or something like that you know or like oh i remember that time when i went with my friends to go see this movie and we were hearing this song like you know my little brother says you know uh music is life's time machine because you can listen to someone and it can transfer you to a certain point in your life and be like you know this song this 
actually does that for me. But it's like, awesome. I, like I said, this song is I love this song, so I want to give you guys "The Walk" by The Cure. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Max, any final words for our fans? Well, can I say our next? Can I pick the next movie? Yeah, yeah, because we haven't had a shout out. I haven't picked a movie. So, you know what, Max, there you go. Here's an, an exclusive for you guys listening. You'll find out right now what's the next film in, in the roster. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, Chamber. all right. So, Chamber. since you picked a movie that was from your childhood, Wait, I'm going to pick what movie did What movie did I pick? Well, I guess you didn't pick it, but fine. I, I didn't I pick it. it. This was a friend. <laughs> I mean, not a friend, whatever, this was man. a fan. But go on, you right, get a pick. Anyways, I'm going to pick a movie that, you know, was from my childhood. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. What the is 1988 it? classic, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, Big. Oh, dude. That's awesome. All right, cool. I, I remember I love, seeing this. I in, can't wait. I love this movie. I remember seeing this in the theater. I already have stories I want to talk about. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, cool. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we got Tom Hanks coming up. Also, like I said, we have... Um, uh, Oh, dude, I you know what? I already know what's... Unless we get a shout-out from someone, I already know what's the next film I want to do after that. Um, after we Save do... Save it. Save it. All Don't right. say it. All right, right. yeah. You know what? We'll tease you on the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. But I'll tell I'll tell Max on the, on the after... <laughs> uh, once we get done recording. But anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. This was awesome. You know, we... Uh, we oh this is actually the first time where you know we just spent a lot of our time you know in back in uh you know we were uh 1986 fort lauderdale you know we spent some time with nasa but i think it's about time we get into our uh spaceship and <laughs> travel back to the future <laughs>
compliance. Freaking James Cameron January!